Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Remember, save first so, thing. So Beardo dawned on me like as I was driving away. I was like, dude, wait. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I never saved that. <laughs> I did other stuff. It's the worst damn sports show, period. <laughs> Setting the bar low for sports talk in Denver. Sorry. Part two. <laughs> I'm just going to. I didn't know if you were actually going to admit that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, yeah open up to. by saying that we are fielding trade talks for you, Steve. <laughs> it's nothing personal. Good luck. Uh, yeah, I found out that the uh, podcast GM market is not. Not real hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's is, funny they don't do that. Is Troy Rank available? Can we maybe trade for? He might be. Can we trade for you know Mike Rice? I, I he's reached got a podcast. out. Yeah, I reached out to Andy and Tyler just to see <laughs> yeah, if we could switch. Right. But you know he's got a morning show too. So not even kinda... for James Gomez. Like we can't we can't flip yeah, Steve man, for James. Not his, even for his value's not high. <laughs> Tell us why, Steve. Tell us why your value is not high, Steve. I deleted the podcast yesterday. <laughs> and it was the longest one we've ever done, too. And I honestly think one of the best we've ever done. Ah, that's, nostalgia is a liar. Don't let memory <laughs> think about it. I this. literally left here. I don't listen back to all the podcasts that we do. I do every once in a while just to see what we sound like. <laughs> I don't listen back. I left here and I was like, I might go listen to that one and just kind of give it a second listen over and see what made everybody happy during the year. And then you got my text be like, hey, guys, it's gone. No, that's not even what it said. It was like, I think I deleted it. And I'm like, okay, well, do you want me to come up and look at what you're doing? You're like, and by that, I mean, I I deleted it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The podcast he didn't want to do to begin with. Yeah, that's that's a little fishy, Steve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What I really want to do is actually do the work and then do it again. (laughs) A little fishy, Steve. Anyway, so here we are again on <laughs> Friday, guess. special Friday edition of the uh, Worst Damn Sports Show period. My name is Steve Burrell. Hi, Steve. That is Dubs. I'm Dubs. That is Beardo. Hi, Beardo. And if you didn't catch this all <laughs> through the beginning, we're actually going to rehash exactly what we did yesterday, but nobody got to hear but us. We ought to talk to ourselves for <laughs> It'll be like an, an hour, hour and 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah. It'll be an exact replica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say the exact same things. So let's do it. Let's keep it tight. Let's go to our uh, Tweet of the Week. Uh, our Tweet of the Week is something that happened when we were kind of all out, took a week off. The Rockies signed Daniel Murphy, which uh, is kind of a big deal. I, I know we talked about it yesterday. We'll kind of briefly go over the fact that it was a little bit of a controversial signing for reasons that we don't want to get into on this podcast. Um, but I think for a baseball move, Dubs put it pretty well that it was a it was a smart play for the Rockies. Well, I mean, listen, it's been first base. That's been the problem for how many years now? And yeah, yeah, since Tell Helton left. You've filled the gap with Morneau and, and Ian Desmond and whoever else you could find at the time. Um, so this sounds like another one of those signings, which makes it sound less important than it is because when you bring in Justin Morneau, he wins an NL batting title. And I think Daniel Murphy has the ability to do something like that. I mean, he is... 
he's a perfect hitter for Coors Field. He's a line drive hitter. He'll lift the ball over the infield, get it into that gigantic outfield that we have. His splits at Coors Field over his career are great. He is not a great second baseman, which is what he's played all his career. He even made a joke about it when he was talking about getting signed to the Rockies and was like, well... I'll probably find my way over to first base more often. (laughs) So he's going to play first base for us, which then you don't have to worry about Ian Desmond going back and forth between the outfield and first base. I've heard rumors, heard rumors, seen tweets, uh, like I talk to people, seen tweets from people that say (laughs) that they want to move Ian Desmond maybe to center field, move Charlie to one of the corner spots, and that way he's, I mean, playing center field. So he's played second base his entire career, but he's not good at it? Not his entire career. Okay. He would play second base and then flip over to first base, but it was one of those things where you got to get that bat in the lineup. Okay. You know, okay, okay. It's, it's not about the defense. It's about you want him and where is he going to make the least amount of Well, the Rockies impact. have been very good on defense, very specifically with, with DJ's position, so I doubt they would want to give that up. Right. And basically, you're trading bat for bat there. I mean, I think you get a little more power with Murphy. You get some more RBI potential with Murphy. But as far as like average and stuff go, you're trading DJ for, for Daniel Murphy kind of bat for bat. Um, okay. In you the just got to fill that wise. defensive position. Do we do that with our own guys? Right. So defensively, you don't even close to fill DJ's shoes with, with Murphy. That's why you move him to first base. And then you talk about guys that we've talked about on this podcast before. Garrett Hampson, who played a good second base last year. Mm-hmm. He's got some talent. He's a young kid. Uh, Brendan Rodgers is our top prospect. He plays mostly shortstop, but flipping over to second base wouldn't be too difficult. He'd need a spring training probably to figure it out. And then Ryan McMahon, uh, he of Dodger walk-off home run fame, yeah. back-to-back game-winning home runs and two nights fame, uh, plays a lot of second base and can do so at a very okay. high level. Does he? Because when I... <clears throat> Think of a second baseman, and when I think of those guys, like Hampson seems to fit that mold a little yes. bit better. He's like smaller guy, rangy. Yep. Um, it, McMahon, not as much. He seems more like the first baseman type. Again, I've never met the guy in person, but right. he seems like a tall guy. Yeah, but same thing with DJ, right? Okay. When you look at DJ, you don't necessarily think second baseman. He's six, whatever, four, or something like that. Is he really? Oh, yeah. He's, okay. He's super tall. Um, but that being said, you know, Ryan McMahon is whatever, 6'1", 6'2". He's a big kid, and you think more first baseman, but he's young still. Right. And it's one of those things where, you know, Alex Rodriguez over time went from shortstop to third base because he still had a glove, but he was getting older. You know what I mean? Uh, and in time, you might say Ryan McMahon, not really a second baseman, more of a first baseman. But for now, he's athletic enough that it's not a problem. Good deal. Okay. Do, so there you go. Do we think that... We could have re-signed DJ for cheaper. Like if you we're just still, trading bat for bat, that's the other thing. Could we might re-sign yeah. DJ? Yeah, I mean the MLB has this weird thing where they have not signed these middle tier free agents until super late in the game. Remember, we got cargo in spring training last year. We yeah, signed cargo, right. um, so a lot of those those mid-level free agents have not been getting contracts, and DJ is one of them right now. I think once the Bryce Harper and Manny Machado signings play out, and it looks like it's going to be L.A. and Philly right now, but it could change. Um, but once those once those happen, then I think you start seeing them get signed. But we said that last year, and J.D. Martinez, who I think won a batting title and maybe the MVP of the American League, didn't get signed till spring training last year. So you just never know. 
listen, DJ might come back to the Rockies and be like, I'll play a one year deal for, you know, sure. for $9 million just to have a team to go play for. <laughs> I got to get paid, man. My kids are I mean, <laughs> seriously, though. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't know. We, might, paycheck, we could right? still yeah. resign DJ. It's just we've got all those young kids and all that young talent. And at some point, you got to figure out what you have. Sure. Okay. Interesting. Uh, less than, oh wait, just over a month away, pitchers and catchers report. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They just put up a meme to 100 days till opening day. Yeah. I think we're under that now. It's like 90. Eight ninety seven. Yes, I meant the other day they put it up. <laughs> you know? Well, you said just, Ass so bag. I'm just calling you out, man. It wasn't just that it was like three Hit days Hit the ago. button. Here we go. <laughs> Topic one. Um, well, it's the last week of the, the NFL regular season. I think we need to talk about that a little bit. The, the Broncos are maybe going to play spoiler? I mean, I guess... I don't know. What, what could they even spoil? This thing is... Uh, yeah, if, like, if, uh, if LA wins... And Kansas City loses, then they will take the NL or the, the NL West, the uh, the West, the AFC West. But Kansas City's playing Oakland. Back up for a second. Yeah, he didn't stumble and he he I didn't came out and said, "Yeah, you, you straight up said LA. I'm so proud <laughs> of you." We only have to Steve. do the podcast yeah. ten days in a row for him to get it right. I just uh, How about actually, that? just remember what I said yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, all you can do, but I mean, that's a big deal because it's not just. Like, do I get a home playoff game or not? It's do I get that first round bye. Right. And I think that's the most coveted thing, even more so than home field advantage. Is, oh, yeah. Is do I get that week off to rest after the grind that is the NFL season? A week off to rest <coughs> and the opportunity to to miss. You know, because we've talked about parody in the NFL and it's still there, especially this year. I feel like it's so tight. Um, and then... You don't want to one. You don't want to get hurt, and you don't want to wear yourself out. But you also just don't want to take the chance to lose, because obviously you're going to be a higher seed playing a lower seed. But any opportunity you have just to move to the next round, it's worth it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously they're psyched to be there. I guess is how you say that. I don't <laughs> talking know. about LA. Yeah, like just to be in the playoffs. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, but. Uh, I mean, you're talking about number one seed potential. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, and granted, it's the StubHub Center, so it's not like you're telling teams to come into Arrowhead and play a playoff game, but well, you know what I mean? And, and, <laughs> and here's the thing with L.A. that's unique. I think especially, well, I guess no, I guess it doesn't matter. They're, they're playing here. What am I talking about? I was going to say it would, you brought up the StubHub Center, and I was like, well, we have a lot of Broncos fans there. but Yeah, no, it'll be here. Yeah, but we have a lot of Chargers fans. No, no we, we don't. Do. Anywhere Dude. in the world, anything you were about to say was going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've been to those Chargers games before. They're not overwhelming. Sometimes the Chiefs games can get overwhelming. Sometimes the Raiders games can the get Pittsburgh overwhelming. Game. Pittsburgh yeah. games. Which is why we hate those teams, yeah, right? I think they'll but be. I, I feel like I feel like if the in the AFC West, if you had to root for another team, you're not picking the Chargers. It's well, as a Bronco <laughs> fan, you're picking the Chargers, oh. right? Because it's just their their fans, like even the ones that are there, are like yeah, man, what's up? <laughs> Hang loose, I'd yeah. <laughs> uh, surf and stuff. You know, I like. I so don't they know. Jumped from San Diego to to Colorado. Well, I'm it. just saying. I just feel even like even the Chargers fans that I know that were longtime San Diego Chargers fans, and I, I know of a couple of them here in Denver, are not fans of their team anymore. Yeah, which sucks, man. What a what a terrible place to be. What a like a life to live to have your team just be gone, gone, or actually even worse, 
not just gone, out there playing and winning. Not even no, not even that, man. How about this? Like moved next door and slept with your neighbor. <laughs> Right? That's I mean, how, of, I mean, do you, yeah, have, you yeah. have no idea how much people point. in San Diego hate people in LA. Oh yeah. Oh, and it's they true. moved they moved <laughs> next freaking door and started sleeping with the hot woman over there. Like it's crazy. That's a good uh comparison or like idea around that too cuz I I spent a couple years living in LA and I did not like that city. It has like a weird vibe. Yeah. But right down the street in San Diego, I loved it. Yeah. Like, it's San great. Diego is actually very close to Denver when it comes to just, you know, that's what I try to describe cities that way. Like there's a vibe. It's like hard to describe. Yeah. But San Diego to me is like Denver on the beach. Yeah. And so when I went there, you know, I felt at home. But LA was like a total alien world. And so, yes, you're right. Having that team, it would be like, yeah, we don't really have a neighborly city like that. No, I mean, it'd be like a team moving to Colorado Springs, to be honest with you. Yeah, and or, like, or you, you know, in, the, in a city-to-city kind of thing, it would be like if, if the Denver Broncos moved to Dallas or something, you'd be like, ah, yeah, right. ah, yeah. out of all the cities. Yeah, and I've met plenty of, of Charger fans that are now Bronco fans that live here. You know what I mean? Because sure. they're just like, well, and I thought, and to be honest, I thought about it too. When they was talking about the Bills being the team that moved to L.A., I was like, am I just going to start? Rooting for the Broncos. Yeah. Can't imagine something. And there, like right, this is a weird scenario, and there's like so much more to talk about when it comes to the football playoffs. There's so many different things that yeah. could happen. Yeah. Uh, but as far as what, how about this for weird as a Denver Bronco fan, what my ideal Super Bowl would be at this point? Chargers, Seahawks. Ew. Ah, oh. I know. It sounds weird saying that, but Ew. at the same time, both of these teams, in a nutshell, in this year, are the teams that I could root for. Oh God! You can, you can root for either one of those teams to win. Yeah. Why oh no! I, I want somebody. I want neither one of them. So what to is go. your? <laughs> what, what would your like? I had, are the teams that are still in a position to actually win something? Who would you want? Um, I'd be okay with like Rams and Steelers. Both insufferable. Like I don't know if I'd like any one of those. Like, <laughs> I, definitely I like not Rams. Steelers. Definitely not Steelers. I feel like the Rams. I feel the, the way about the Rams that I did about the Falcons. Like you can get there and you can get one, and mm-hmm. then I'll be done. Yeah. With you. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm fine with that. After the season, that's kind of my my mentality. After the season they've had, you know, they, they've got Wade Phillips over there, who I love that dude so I'd, it'd be cool to see him get another one. I and wouldn't hate that. They're just at least fun to watch. You know what I mean? I feel like I mean yeah. <laughs> I, I I also love Wade Phillips, but I feel like this year especially that has just been running on hype steam because they are actually not a good defense. Well, they've also had a lot of injuries. A Who lot hasn't? of injuries. That they still have Aaron Donald, and they still have like all these like great Who's players that have played, played at an MVP level. Yeah, but and, and they're giving up like 35 points a game. Because they, oh my god, I had to. They got Marcus Peters. They got. Okay, I can't believe I'm going to have to have it here. Listen, the (laughs) offense moves fast, right? Yeah, you get there. It's it's three quick plays, and then if they get out, if they go three and out, guess what happens? The defense comes back on the field, and so when. So is Kansas City's defense good or bad? I think Kansas City's defense is mediocre, and they're made to look bad because they're on the field all the time. But Even kind of the like drives a... that they score, they score quickly. They're not doing these long, dominating Army-Navy drives down to, to you sure. know, they're not doing 10-minute drives to score a touchdown. But all year it's long, it's been Kansas City's offense is so great, and their defense sucks. And LA's it's... like, they're... Offense is so great, and their defense is full of MVPs. Well, their defense, I think, would be great if they played like 
the Broncos do where they slowly drive the ball and let their defense rest and there's only so many possessions. Okay. But because they have to be out there constantly, they go from a great defense to a mediocre defense because what happens? You take Aaron Donald out. You take Indomitian Sue out because they need a blow. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. They need a break. You can't be out there every play on defense. That reactionary kind of – the way that you play football like that is way too hard. And so what ends up happening is you get your second or third or fourth defensive tackle in there, and it's not Aaron Donald, and of course something's going to happen to your defense. So I just – it was – I had this argument about the Chiefs – Rams game and they're like there was no defense and blah 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 and I'm like that's crap there were strip sacks there were pick sixes yes it was a great football game they're like oh well they let up over 104 points and that's all you need to know I'm like then you didn't watch the freaking game because what ends up happening is they these two teams when you put them both on the field right when it's not just your offense that's moving fast it's also their offense that's moving fast, you end up with so many more possessions that, of course, people are going to score more points. It's just the way that it happens. So would we be cool with a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl? No! That's what I was going to say. I would love to watch it. I'd be okay with it. I'd love to watch it. I'd also, a Chiefs-Saints Super Bowl would be the same way. Same way. I think we all agree, anybody but the Patriots. Yeah, no. I don't want to see them there again. I would love if the Houston Texans actually turned out to be good and made it there. Sure. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, but like for them, I, it's the it. same thing as the Falcons and the Rams. For me, it's like you can get there once. I don't care if you win it or not. And then I'm done with you for like 10 years. <laughs> like move, move aside. Do we think that the Titans have any chance to? <laughs> this, that actually, now I'm starting to really love these ideas. Okay. Like I'd the love lesser to see, teams. Like, the Titans maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Who's on the NFC they could see, they could root for in that uh, way? Bears? Once again, I, I think the, the team itself, cool. Fan base would be insufferable. That is true. That fan they base won a, they is won a Super Bowl like once <laughs> thirty years ago, and we don't shut up about it. And then they made it once with Rex Grossman, and they well, still yeah, won't so they've been to two Super Bowls in the last four decades. And um, they, yeah. Kirk Cousins, they're not in yet. That's actually one of the interesting things about this Ooh. weekend. But <laughs> Vikings, I would, I would, I would rather die than see Kirk Cousins in a Super Bowl. <laughs> Um, Philly, Philly. I would Philly. love. I would love to see Nick Foles. That would be climb, hilarious. Wow. Climb them back in, not only into the playoffs, but all the way back to the Super Bowl. That Titans, Phillies. Would Titans win? Phillies, the baseball. Right, sorry, team whoops. Out there? <laughs> <laughs> listen, no, you're not going to get everything right. <laughs> you're not going to get everything right. We all know that. And then uh, 
The other team is the Cowboys, which forget No, my God. Yeah, no. Let's, no they no. are like the Patriots no freaking way. They, they, are are the pa- they are the Patriots of the 90s, right? Like, they were the team that everybody hated because yeah. they just won all the freaking time. Well, they won three times. <sighs> that was like, But I remember, the, yes, these where I actually get really insufferable for me with the Cowboys is uh, leading up to the third one, I think. Troy Aikman is talking about how it's really not serious until they win five. And I'm like, Here's a Broncos fan who's never had any like bron- yeah. wins whatsoever. Like, yeah. Gee, shut up. Yeah, right. Shut up. <laughs> that was the last of them. Yeah, and the- do you know how many fan bases were saying that too? I'm sure. Lions fans and Browns fans and Bills fans. What, they want to win five Super Bowls? No, that, it's ridiculous <laughs> that he's talking about winning five, which is that's how you get an entire country to hate you. Yes. Right? Like the only teams that can sympathize with that are like the 49ers. And the Steelers, and now the Patriots. Yeah. (laughs) Gross. All right, so uh, we got picks here that have to do with getting people into the playoffs. So I say we could dive into picks now if you guys yeah. are cool with that. We'll make it quicker, I guess, because we already know. Well, yeah. So I'm going to say, even remember what I picked. I'm so. going to. How about I? And just so you guys don't pick differently, there. Um, I'm going to tell you what yes. you picked, and you can tell me why you picked it. So got we'll it. start off with uh, Chicago at Minnesota. Now this is an interesting game, right? So Minnesota needs to win to get in, but if they lose and the Eagles win, then the Eagles get in. But whoever makes it in, most likely, now that it could still move, but whoever gets in, most likely, goes to Chicago to play the Bears. Yeah. So the Bears have this interesting scenario where they'll be in Minnesota to play the Vikings, and they could play the same team the next week in the playoffs. Not only that, but they could try to control if they play them or not because they could either let them win or not. I mean, do you rest your starters? Do you pull guys like Khalil Mack and Mitch Trubisky and make sure that they don't get hurt? Because after all, you want to make a run at this thing. So Bears are getting five points at Minnesota. Steve, you took the Bears. Yeah. Tell me why. Well, I just think they're a better team. Sure. Uh, So you think they're going to play their guys, though? I, if I don't know if they're going to play that, guys. I think it's a dangerous game to, to try to let another team win. Uh, but you did have a good point where we were talking about the idea that not only just resting your players, which is a smart idea, because you don't want Khalil Mack to get hurt. You want everyone to be rested, especially Trubisky. Like He's already missed a couple of games with his sure. shoulder this year already. Uh, but if it is a, a full team against a full team, I, Chicago's going to win because they're going to play at full speed. I just, I don't think, I took the Bears too, and I don't think the Bears want to see uh, Minnesota a third time. Right. No matter if it's at home or not, I just think they want them out of the playoffs and eliminated and done, don't have to worry about it. Now, Beardo, you took Minnesota. Now, before we get to why you took Minnesota, I will say this. Uh, don't steal my thunder here. After after last week. <laughs> don't steal my thunder here. The sta- I'm just going to say this. It's just facts, and then you can you know say whatever you want to say. After last week, the uh, official standings for the season going into the last week are me at 28 and 17, Steve at 24 and 21, and Beardo at 21 and 24. So... Beard, you're picking Minnesota. Tell us why. Because for two weeks I went 0 and 3. I'm last in last place, and I have to pick everything against Steve this week. <laughs> All right. That's. Anyway. Can you make an argument for them at least? No. <laughs> nope. Wonder how hot this. I mean, it's a division are. game. Sure, maybe. I don't know. Minnesota's going to want to play tough. I don't. I'm picking against Steve. 
<laughs> well, that's going to make you for great radio. Okay. Um, another one of the interesting scenarios. I think that was great radio. <laughs> in the AFC North, where you've got the Steelers and the Ravens both alive to win the division, but not playing each other. So you get the Steelers as like 15-point favorites against Jeff Driscoll and the freaking Cincinnati wow. Bengals. Uh, so you can almost assure that they're going to win that game. Almost. Almost. But the other one is what's interesting because you got dangerous Baker Mayfield going in and he is playing the Baltimore Ravens. And if I was a Ravens fan, I would be terrified of Baker Mayfield. <laughs> he comes in. He's getting six points. Beard, you took Cleveland, and I don't think you did it just because you had to pick against Steve. So tell me why you took Cleveland here. No, I did it entirely. God had damn to it, Steve. Yeah, tell kidding. me why I'm you kidding. picked the Ravens. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> kidding. I actually like Baker Mayfield coming into this game and wanting to have a winning record for Cleveland. If they win, that puts their record on the year 8-7-1. and one. They have not had a winning record in a decade, I think. I, I was like on that. Cleveland, too. I just think... Baker Mayfield hasn't played in a game that's mattered yet. Of course, the regular season games matter. He's trying to make the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Well, they're out. Like They're out. Like, that's they're the out, but this is his first game yeah. that he's playing in that matters. Yeah, it's like, a division he, game. Yeah, it's... like he can he can go and ruin somebody's day, and I think there's nothing that he would relish in more than ruining the Ravens' day. Uh, so, I'll, I mean, I think he's going to wake up feeling dangerous. Uh, what about you, Steve? You took Baltimore. Yeah, so a much better quarterback last week really wanted to beat them as well at home, and Phillip Rivers had negative <laughs> six Fanny fantasy points or whatever fanny it was. Points. Yeah, but <laughs> Santa, How do I some fanny points? He also into said Mike Santa, Santa fee, put, San, I can't even say what he said. It, it was like a combination of Santa Claus and fantasy football. <laughs> Here, let me Christmas slow down over. so I say it better. <laughs> Fuck both of you. <laughs> Listen, we're not the ones that deleted the original podcast. So. This is already turning out better, so I think it's going to win-win. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, he, tra- he wanted. Yeah, they, they, the, the Chargers wanted to beat him really badly too, and they're a much better team, and they got their asses kicked. So I would say that uh, Baltimore is going to finish strong. They've only been getting stronger throughout the year. That defense was legit, uh, and Baker is running mostly on hot air. Honestly, like this year, and he's got a lot of that's, touchdowns. That's actually lot. true. Yeah. <laughs> so he's we'll see how to we'll break see the rookie you know touchdown what? record. Here's the thing: go out and prove it, Baker. You've been talking a lot. You've been making a lot of noise. He's go prove it against he's five and that. six, and he's five and one in his last six games. Okay, I mean, go go finish it up. Oh boy, finish it up. Okay, and then finally, um, the most interesting part on the AFC side, and I love when it does actually work out this way. You seem to get one every year. Indy at Tennessee, winning you're in. I mean, that's all there is to it. Uh, so. There's no point spread on this game, which is super yeah. interesting. Steve, you took Indy, yes. and I think Beardo took Tennessee just to pick against Steve. So, Steve, tell me why yeah. you took Indy. <laughs> I mean, no one's simple is a pick them. They're just better. I mean, you know they're playing. They're playing in Tennessee, right? Yeah, they're just like a better team. And again, another one of those trajectory things. Like they have been better the second half of the season than they were at the beginning. And Andrew Luck has been mostly unstoppable this year. We talked about Frank Reich as a coach of the year candidate. We sure. talked about Andrew Luck as an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. And I think they both deserve those, uh, at least to be in the running for those awards. Yeah. Uh, I took Indy too. And it's just uh, it's just because I'll take Andrew Luck over Marcus Mariota every day and twice on Sundays. 
Uh, well, and yesterday when I made that pick, we brought up that Mariota may not be playing in this game. Yeah, we know if that's I, the ch- chances are he's going to. Well, I just want to remind everyone I made this pick just to pick against Steve, so I had no idea that Mariota might not be playing. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Those are our picks for the final week. I am locked into the number one spot, thank God. Uh, but Steve and Beardo still dueling it out to see who has to eat. Uh, what did we decide? Six super the hot wings? hottest wings on the planet. On we can find it. I don't planet. even know what they. Where is the hottest wings? If anyone's listening, they got an idea. You could tell us. Yeah, tweet us at Worst Damn. All right, let's lay it on thick. This is where we do this. We lay it on thick here in the Worst Damn Sports Show. Period. To talk about something that we really liked over the last whatever we saw in sports or otherwise, and mine kind of. I guess this is sports. It's endurance. Trekking, you know, it's not a sport per se, but it's a guy who just uh, crossed Antarctica, first solo unsupported trek across Antarctica ever. Colin O'Brady, who took this whole trip, it was 932 miles. He drug a sled behind him the entire time. And here's a part we didn't talk about yesterday, which no one heard except for us, is the fact that he covered the last part, 32 hours without sleep, 75 miles, 77.54, actually. I feel like when you get that close, it's just like, I'm not going to be able to sleep anyway. And that was kind of his take on it. It was like, not going to sleep. He actually said he didn't listen to music. He didn't do anything other than just like, I mean, he did obviously all the parts of the other, but he said that last 32 hours, it was just him. In Antarctica, I like, <laughs> and I don't know. I, I mean, I think I think if you ever, I think all of us have stayed up at least twenty four hours at some point. Yeah, yeah. You do get to a certain point, and I would imagine, that especially if he's doing has less stress, he must have been just tripping balls <laughs> at the end. Because my God, I did a, I did a thing actually where it was over a hundred hours uh, to break the at the time record for on air broadcasting. <laughs> Wow! And How it did was, we not hear about this. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a very long time ago, and uh, but it was that you really did like start to see some weird stuff. Did you do away. the thing though where you slept for like fifteen minutes every couple hours? I've passed out a couple of times, but <laughs> <laughs> like there was a moment where like, <laughs> and it would been like you know the song's over kind of thing. But no, it was uh, no. But it, that said. Wow, what a test of endurance, something I would never, actually, ever, 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 ever want to do. Uh, but I'll lay it on thick for Mr. Colin O'Brady. Nice work. All right. Uh, I'm going to lay it on thick for our boy Nathan McKinnon. He was named the uh, all-star captain for the Central Division. I'm not going to rehash the argument that Dubs and I had yesterday, but I'm super proud of Nathan getting some sort of honors and recognition in the NHL. He's mad that he didn't win the heart last year, which is ridiculous. It's bullshit! Taylor Hall definitely was, deserved it. Um, Taylor Hall won it last year. Right? Yeah, yeah, he did, he and definitely it was dumb, and Nathan McKinnon should have won. And listen, and- I got news for you. He might not win it this year either, yeah. even though he's deserving, because he's got a guy that plays on his same line, Miko Rantanen, that he's going to... It's going to be a... It's going to be a... Uh, Charlie Blackman, Nolan Arenado thing here, where they split votes. You know, you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to worry about that. He's just the captain, and I'm going to embrace that. That's a huge honor and, and a big deal. And is it? You're awesome, Nathan McKinnon. Is it yes, it is. Honor? It is awesome. Oh, okay then. I hate you. <laughs> I'm going to lay it on thick for Tommy Pham. Okay, now Tommy Pham was a baseball player and outfielder in the Cardinals organization. He got traded to the Rays. And I'm laying it on thick for him because he says what we've all been thinking for a really long time. He said, quote, the Rays 
really have no fan base at all. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because most of the time when you hear fans, uh, players talk about their fan base, it's, oh, we, we've got the best fans in the world. These fans are me. No. This guy just comes out and he's like, they really just nobody. They don't exist. Nobody is here. And it's super <laughs> uncomfortable and awkward when I play baseball here. Um, so, of course, we got everything going on in Oakland. But there's a lot of talk about the Rays relocating now, uh, which oh, I think great. it's time we call that, right? Like, shouldn't we call time of death on the Tampa Bay Rays? Not until they're actually on the way out. I think they should be. Well, I think they, they should, should be. be. Yeah, they should be. Uh, you've got you've got spring training baseball down there. You don't need to put a team down there. So I printed off this map real quick. And I'm just going to show it to you guys real quick. There's two big holes in the country, mm-hmm. right, where there aren't baseball teams. One of them, obviously, the Pacific Northwest, and that's because, well, nobody lives there. Seattle. Well, Seattle's Seattle. <laughs> I can the, see Portland. Here, wait. Here's the, I'm showing you a map. If I point, yeah, nobody lives here. Right. That's what I'm say. saying. So there's nobody. <laughs> there's nobody in that northwest part of the country except on the coast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Where you do have Seattle, you can put them in Portland, maybe. But I think there's a real obvious answer as to where they should go. Because there's one other gigantic hole in that map, and a ton of people live there. I'm going to have to look at that map again because I don't know. Because Portland has been brought up before. Here's the issue with Portland. You need a dome. Like you would need to be inside. Vegas? No, not Vegas. There's already five teams in that area. Okay. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, as far as like Portland, it's, it rains all the time. Yeah. And that's not just a, uh, that, that's not a stereotype. It rains all the time. Yeah, like you'd have to build a dome if you were going to get them to play that. Well, yeah. they got one for the Mariners, don't they? How about, how about the Southeast? Oh, okay. It's yeah, just the, the Braves. Oh. And I get that they've got a huge fan base because they were on TBS and you could watch them anywhere. North Carolina. North Carolina's popping these days. Nashville. Yeah. yeah them, Nashville. How about put them in Nashville, right? And if you've got a team, if you're in the American League East with that team and they have the Yankees come nine times a year and the Red Sox come nine times a year, mm-hmm. I got news for you. You're it's going to be good. successful. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. It's, you're going to be able to make it work. So uh, talks about the Rays relocating, but laying it on thick for Tommy Pham, who was at least honest about how awful it is there. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Moving on. Second topic. Let's talk about the year that was sports. Uh, I think we kind of want to do this a little bit like we did the first time, but slightly different. We want to uh, look at the four franchises and kind of rank their years. I still want to start with the worst. Sure, fine. The dumpster fire was the Broncos. Everybody knows it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were bad. I think all you do there, you can talk about Vance Joseph and how they didn't fire him really is what the conversation I think is based around. But um, the team still has a ton of talent. I don't think you're in a woes me situation if you're there. I mean, if you're, you know. Are we not? You know, here's the thing. Maybe it's time we just, like, forget about the Broncos for a minute. Like, like, what else else is there to say? It's just like the season's over. There's nothing to talk about till the draft. Well, and well, getting well, a new coach. Well, yeah, getting, getting a new, a new coach. coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting a new coach, which is why I brought up Vance Joseph. That'll happen. They have they have a chance to get a redo on 
not firing him last year and fire him this year. And so yeah. I think the story of the 2018 Broncos is going to be Vance Joseph got fired and we haven't finished that story. Yet. Wonderful. So, uh, but the reason that they're fourth, even though granted they're what, a dumpster fire, but they're still what, seven and nine or something like that? Six they and are nine? Six yeah. and nine currently. So, I mean, they're not a terrible team. The reason that they're fourth is because the rest of the teams are amazing, yeah. and that's that is incredible. The Nuggets, uh, we put at three, and the reason we put the Nuggets at three, they make this uh, heroic run trying to get into the playoffs last year, get all the way down to a play-in game, lose it, and none of us were upset with the team because here we are, and they're the uh, currently number one in the West. As a matter of fact, uh, as you guys were talking, a, a ESPN in the background. Put up a graphic that they are currently favored to win the West. That's crazy. What? Yeah. That is wow. Crazy. Yeah, that's weird. But <laughs> and it's one of those things where they lost that playing game, and we're all just sitting here like, "Hey, man, next year, right?" They lose the playing game. They draft a guy in Michael Porter Jr. who everybody says he would have gone number one overall. He slips down to the Nuggets because he's got injury problems, mm-hmm. and the Nuggets are like. Well, we don't even really need him this year. We'll take him and see if yeah, he's we'll any good next year. We'll just put you over here year. for a minute and see yeah, what happens. Yeah, right. And we'll just win the West while he's on the shelf. How's that sound? And that's like the <laughs> coolest part about it is not only that, but like so many players at the moment are hurt. They haven't even played this year. Isaiah Thomas, uh, Will Barton. Barton played a little bit at the beginning of the season. We got hurt. Yeah, uh, Millsap's been hurt recently. Uh, also, Harris. Gary Harris is still hurt yeah. right now, too. But they're just so deep. Um, and not deep superstar level, but deep enough to beat you. And I that's think they what's are deep superstar level, but I think it's one of those situations where you just don't realize it because they're all on the same team. Yeah. So uh, I just I think the Nuggets are very exciting, and we all thought this was what was going to happen. What's amazing about it is that it's actually happening, uh, and I think they've got a, a good shot to make a run. If you end up in the top half of that NBA playoff bracket, you end up playing a team who's you know okay in the first round they should be able to get through that right Right. so you're talking at least a a couple round run to the playoffs maybe that's exciting it's exciting stuff right and it's still one of the like youngest teams right didn't we the youngest team in the uh, nba the youngest team so we we've got a chance to to build on something here and And it's going to be that for a long time yeah you know think about big bigger bigger names too uh jokic still early 20s yeah. Uh, uh, Jamal Murray, 21. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> same thing with Gary Harris, I think, is 22 Probably about or 23. the same, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then number three, we put, or number two, I'm sorry, yeah. we put the Colorado Rockies. Yes. And that made Beardo super excited. It did. Not because he cares about the Rockies. I care about the Rockies, but, but the not Rockies, as much as I care about the other team we're going to talk about. <laughs> listen, I'm I'm just excited about the Rockies because they're starting to create a level of expectations. I mean, if they come out next year and don't make the playoffs, we're going to be disappointed. Yes. Yes. I mean, barring major injuries, of course. Sure. uh, We're going to be disappointed if they don't make the playoffs. And I like having that expectation. Like, you need to be in it next year. You got a young rotation. They're all kind of growing and stepping up. You've got a legitimate Cy Young candidate before the year starts. That's crazy. I mean, Rockies have never had that. Kyle Freeland goes into next year, and you could probably go to Vegas and bet on him as a favorite to win the Cy Young. Right. And that has, like, when? Are you kidding me? He pitches half his games at Coors Field. So I, uh, I think it's amazing. 
Um, and I think it's exciting, <clears throat> not only with all the young talent that they have, but that you're kind of watching them grow together. It's time for them to take the next step. They did it this year, right? They went from a wild card game loss to now a first round loss, and I think it's time for them to take it the next step. What is the next step for the Rockies? I, I guess maybe we can get into that when we do our predictions. Sure. Yeah. I just want you to think about that think, question. You at home, think about it. Yeah, think about that question. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then of course, I think the number one story of 2018, the cellar-dweller Colorado Avalanche waking up January 1st and saying, screw it, let's be good now. How does that sound? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> they were in the garbage can last year. They were awful and all of a sudden they make this heroic run go all the way in they get to that playing game that we were talking about for the nuggets but they win it and now you're talking about a team that is young talented and filled with confidence Rantanen is playing like a top pick oh yeah no he's the, the 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 big thing with the Avs now is that we have guys who aren't just named Nathan McKinnon producing Rantanen's the top scorer for the team Landeskog is continuing to be dependable. Yeah, he's a good captain. He's a good leader. He he holds his team together. And on the league leader list for goals, which is amazing. And then we have young guys like Comfer, who has taken that next step. Kerfoot, Jost. All those guys are on one line now, and I and it's the second line, and it's one of the youngest lines. And so. what's most exciting about it is they're in a league where it's way easier to make a run. Sure, doesn't matter where they finish in that playoff push; they could finish. They could end up finishing eighth this year. They probably won't, but they could end up finishing eighth this year and still make a run at it because they've got the talent to do it. So I think they're the number one story of 2018. And well, you'll know, see because you're into 2019. Actually, you're starting to end 2018 on the third, only because of just a recent trend. Four games. Uh, yeah, four they, games they've lost. They lost last night against the Golden Knights. So I, I just had to take a peek because I knew they were uh, down yeah. 2-1. And I was like, I never followed up on that. So they're going to have to reverse that or at least uh, get a little more consistent as we move forward to uh, make sure that they – because you still want a decent spot. You don't want to play Nashville first round. Yeah, well, and I mean, like, this was the time last year that the Avs went on a little bit of a skid, and then come January 1st, they go on a 10-game win streak. So if they can come out yes. and do that and and start winning games back at home, on the road, a couple in a row turns into a large streak, and the next thing you know, they're first in the West again. So I wanna, wanted to ask you guys, what was your top moment of 2018? I'll start because my top moment, um, I had to pick it out, was because it was one of the more memorable ones, even though even though it wasn't. It was snow opening day. It was, I made yeah. it to snow opening day. It was brutal cold, and I remember getting ready for it at the time, just being like, okay, I definitely needed my big jacket, something under that, got to wear my gloves. And uh, I remember Kendra, my wife, was like, if I wore snow pants, would that be weird? I was like, <laughs> no, you will not. You will need the snow pants. And, and more than the game itself, we actually kind of made a weekend out of it because it was my birthday weekend. We stayed at the Brown Palace and kind of walked down to Fancy. the game. Even better than that, I called my buddy uh, Doogie when I was pulling up, like I was two blocks away from the Brown Palace, and he, uh, he runs the Appaloosa downtown. Mm-hmm. So he just kind of knows randomly a lot of people in the service industry down there. And I told him, he, he called me out of the blue just to say, hey, and I said I was rolling up to the Brown Palace, and he says, I know the concierge, hold on. And he hung up, and by the time I pulled up and walked in, like they were like, 
oh, good to be here. We got a champagne and strawberries in your room and like the whole thing. So it was like a little extra special. And then, of course, we bundled up, made it down to opening day where the Rockies just got their ass kicked by the uh, by the Braves on a cold day. But it wasn't even about that. It was about like kind of the scene, the the memories of open. Have you ever been downtown opening day? Obviously, you have. Yeah, it's a shit show. Purple St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. <laughs> Snowpening day. On the other hand, walking down Blake Street, or you're actually walking past on Wazee, actually right past uh, uh, Union Station. It's quite dead. Nothing. Nobody out on the streets. And you're cruising by the week. Where is everyone? Quick, let's dive into Machete here real quick and see if we can get a drink. Ah, never mind. It's like, that's where everyone is. Inside. Just bodies, you know, everywhere. So everyone was down there still. They were just not at the game or outside at all. It was kind of wild. We've managed to avoid having snow on opening day for years. And I remember one day that it was like Friday was opening day and it was like 60 degrees. Yeah. And then the next day it was 24 degrees and snowing and they had to cancel the game. And so like we've kind of dodged this bullet for years mm-hmm. and then when it actually happened i was like you steve i was like this is kind of cool i'm never gonna i'm never gonna forget this right yes. i'm never gonna forget snow opening day so i agree with there you. there were the random people in there that dressed up like as a goof you know in the old 80s one pieces and the ski goggles and the whole thing yeah as a goof but at the same time you're like that is the most comfortable person here <laughs> that, is, that is a smart idea so that was mine <laughs> um in my moment, something that like happened to me, and I still haven't taken advantage of this. Maybe I should on Sunday, but it was a total uh, like out of the blue um, sort of thing. And that is that I actually had a, I have a media credential for the press box for Broncos Stadium. Oh, that yeah. has never happened. That was kind of a cool moment just in my career. I think being like I, I got an email from Alan, our, our uh, sports producer. He does a lot of the imaging and stuff. He's like, hey, man, I got this credential for you. And I was like, what credential? Like training camp's almost over. I already got that one. Um, I know that they did the studios over at um, the UC Health Training Center, but, like, I don't really need anything for that. So what credential is he talking about? So I came up, and I was like, you sure you got some for me? He's like, oh, yeah, here you go. And he hands it to me, and it's, like, got the stations on it, and it's just, like, press credential. And I, like, I turn around, I'm like, what does this do exactly? Yeah, I was going to say, so have you ever been in a press box? Because well, I spent I mean, some like, time covering sports. I've never sat in the press box to like watch a game or cover a game. I've been up to the press box sure. just when I've done like the mic on the field and whatnot. It's different up there. Right. And that's and that's what he was telling me. He's like, oh, yeah, dude, like this, you can go watch any game that you want. Just flash this. You'll get up there and you can sit up there and tweet about the game if you want. I was like, wait, you're giving me a credential just to go tweet about the game like what <laughs> yeah just walk in but here's the thing there's no rooting in the press box right yeah so anything good happens to the broncos or bad you can't be like oh damn it yeah son of a bitch case yeah. you just be like <laughs> <laughs> and so like the rockies made that run in 09 and i w- had a press credential for them and i would go and watch the games and while they're making this run and like i'm sitting there like oh that's a a big part of why i haven't used it i'll go sit in the 500 levels with everyone and yell and scream home and and throw something at the tv (laughs) it's hard to sit in the press box sure i mean that's that's a big part of why i haven't taken advantage (laughs) because like even doing the mic on the sideline when you're standing on the team sideline it's like you're in neutral colors you can't wear team insignia any of that stuff but when they do something awesome and you're pointing the mic there you secretly want to be like yeah (laughs) 
Rod Smith is running past you, and you're like, I want to fist bump that guy. <laughs> Who about you? Um, I so we're doing personal then, not Denver sports, right? Whatever I'm, you want. I'm gonna make that clear. All right. Well, then listen. You're all gonna laugh, but you can all laugh at me, and I don't care. My Bills making the playoffs, and like that's right, they did. It renewed my my faith in sports because. I, I see. I told you you're gonna laugh at it. Just at that phrase, it's, it's like he's been so down. It's, I mean, it was 17 years, man. Sure. I was 12 the last. That's time weird. That's like that you feel like should have happened by accident, right? It's like yeah. they should have stumbled into it one year. Right? The Browns made the playoffs since then. You're like we didn't so, even try. Yeah, right. So, but it wasn't because the like obviously that means a lot to me that the Bills made the playoffs. But it it was kind of this like renewed faith in sports that. Uh, it can do things that that nothing else can do because the Bills win when they they get into the playoffs, and I'm in a bar of two thousand people, and not all of them are Bills fans, right? This is after the Bills game is over. We're watching the Ravens and the, and the Bengals to see if the Bills make it in or not, and the Bengals score a touchdown to go up, and I'm getting hugs from people I don't even know. Broncos, people wearing Broncos jerseys, and they just see that I'm a Bills fan and I'm happy. And they like walk over and hug. I'm like, in team. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Here's, and it just goes to show you that, like, people want to dog on sports and be like, oh, it's just the game, and I don't understand why you're so into it. Man, we invest in these teams. It's true. Like, you care about them. Oh, yeah. And. The saddest part was when people talked about taking my team away from me, right? And it was great when I found out that they were going to stay. But when I had that moment when the Bills finally made the playoffs and it was like, I've been doing this for 25 years, waiting for this moment. It was, it it kind of renewed my whole faith in sports that like, I invest and this is what you get for it. Well, I mean, and and that was me getting a, press credential for a team that I've followed for 30 yeah. years. I was just like, holy shit, this is awesome. It's not <laughs> just the game. It's 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 millions of people deciding to buy into one thing. Sure. Yeah. And we like we fight about it and like I make fun of you guys for the Broncos and you make fun of me for the Bills and it just like it's as real as you make it. And we make it real just because we believe in it. And so it's just, it's one of those things that like renewed my faith. You know, I actually had this weird epiphany in that same line at some point about just how sports, just in general, are just so weird. They are. Like, like it's absurd that like a hundred thousand almost people are going to jam into some stadium and watch guys tackle each other for a little bit. And, you know, they're going to try to move the ball from here to here in this band. And not only that, millions of dollars being poured into it. Like all the best technology, people's whole lives have been devoted to like this whole thing. And if you step back for a second, clear your mind and look at it, you're like, that's ridiculous. It is, but but it's awesome. But like, humans yeah. are tribal. Like this yeah. is what we're made to do, and we don't do it by fighting anymore. We've evolved to the point where we do it now 
over sport, over games. But yeah. when I'm walking, I was doing some Christmas shopping because I'm doing a Christmas with my friends this weekend. So I was doing some Christmas shopping yesterday, and I'm walking out of the store, and I'm wearing a Buffalo Sabres hoodie. And from across the par- parking lot, I get, hey, go Bills! <laughs> right? It's tribal. Like, we just, we just want to know that somebody cares as much as we do about something. And I got to see that. In like actuality in 2018, yeah. there were yeah. 2,000 people at that bar for the Bills game. They ran out of their Buffalo beer before kickoff. Like the Bat Blue is the beer that they drink in Buffalo. <laughs> they so ran bad. out of it before we kicked the game off. <laughs> There's a if you ever want to know that for yourself. Now you all the time because you wear your your Sabers and your Bills and your Buffalo stuff just in general. Yeah, I own uh, a Yankees hat, a Cubs hat, and a Flyers hat. And I know for a fact, if I wear any of those out, like I'll grab some sometimes, just run out to the store or something, someone's going to say something. Right. And it could be bad, right? Or it could be good. Typically, it's good and it's subtle. Just like uh, you know, it, was, it was the story and I had the Flyers hat the other day. I just grabbed it and the guy's just like, yeah, you know, uh, I don't even know the name of the owner. But whatever the owner was, he's like, you know, something, something, something. It's like. What? He's like, <laughs> Flyers is like, oh, so this just a hat. Like, like, I don't know. Yeah. My, my friend is an Eagles fan, and like he'll just walk by, and someone will be like, go birds. Birds. Yeah. Who are the birds? Right. <laughs> Eagles. The Eagles. But in Philly, they say, go birds. It's, it's tribal, right? Right. I mean, in Buffalo, you yell, hey. <laughs> and you know what the other guy yells? Hey. hey. You know what I mean? Like, it's, there's a thing, and it's just, it, it makes this feeling of community. And for a team like we talked about San Diego, mm-hmm. the team gets ripped away from the community and is sleeping with their friend next door. It's I don't know. I My whole faith in sports and like why we do this got renewed by just seeing all those Bills fans come together in Denver, Colorado. Like we've got nothing to do with the Bills or the playoffs or nothing. The game wasn't here. It was, But yeah. we had... 2,500 people in a bar all crying and hugging each other. I mean, it was amazing. So, renewed uh, faith in sports. Good stuff. All right. Do we have any predictions for Uh. the next year? Before you move on, Steve. (laughs) I started pressing it. Uh, We have one more piece of business to get to. Yeah, do you want to? Let's make some. Like, but don't be wusses about it. Yeah, let's Give jam me on. Good. And let's yeah. make it quick. Who do you got? What do you want? No, go ahead. All right. uh, Denver Nuggets make it to the Western Conference Finals. And I, okay. I don't think that's wussy. I don't think I'm not going to say they're going to win it. I'm not going to no, say they're going to no, finals. No, I don't it's, think that's wussy. They're yeah. going to go as far as they ever have in the NBA playoffs. Because that means they have to beat either the Rockets, the Warriors, or the the Thunder in the second round. Yeah, most I mean, likely. Honestly, the way that the NBA is right now, everything's up for grabs right yeah. now. I think it's like a two and a half, three, four game at the most uh, difference between. First and out of the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, Western Conference Finals for the Nuggets for Steve. What about you, Beardo? The Colorado Avalanche make it to the Western Conference Finals for the NHL. What's up with you guys in the Western Conference Finals? I just don't like. I think <laughs> I, it, this is something that we sort of talked about yesterday. Although I wasn't. I don't know that I said that they would make it to the Western Conference. Maybe I did. I don't remember. Anyways, but I just don't know that the Avs quite have the piece to to beat a team to go to the Stanley Cup yet. I want to see it happen. I would love if that happened. Yeah, of course but, we want them to do better. But I think this, that but. they are going to go further than they did last year in the Western Conference Finals might be where they... I don't know why you guys right. are being such sissies. Wait, wait, wait. Like, I think that is a very solid prediction <laughs> for the Nuggets. Rockies 2019 World Series. In the World Series. 
No, I'll say they win it. Yeah, right. You might as well. Why go to Vegas and bet on them to be <laughs> National League champs? No, they're going to win the damn thing. Listen, they got a great pitching staff that's getting better with age. Armand Marquez, I think, steps up into that ace level this year. Antonio Sanzatella is a starter. John Gray, I think, figures it out Goes a little bit. Goes to the bit. bullpen. Kavery <laughs> is a Cy Young candidate. I think... I mean, Nolan, right? Nolan is Nolan. And I think even if it's his last year here, yeah. he I think he loves the fans in Denver and wants to do something for him. I just, I don't, I don't know. I think the Rockies are in a great spot. Just to, uh, to end this on an interesting note, last year we what, did this. The Rockies well. winning the no, no, World no, no, Series no, no, wasn't it, interesting it, enough. It, it ties into that. It ties into that. <laughs> last year we did this same thing. And it was on a day that the Avs were playing. I was wearing all of my Avs gear. I got to the end of it, and you guys asked what my prediction was, and everybody thought I was going Avs, and my prediction was that the Rockies go to the World Series. So it's a two-year running thing. Maybe stepping it up a notch makes it happen. That's and- right. All right. That's that. <laughs> Let's wrap it up here in the Worst Damn Sports Show period where you talk about that. The worst thing we came across one way or another. What do you got, Bira? Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with the NFL and the Pro Bowl. Um, because our boy Philip Lindsay had a phenomenal year. He broke records, was one of the first rookies selected to the Pro Bowl as an undrafted free agent in his first year. And he doesn't get to go. He doesn't get to go at all because he broke his wrist last game. He has to have sur- surgery. It's going to take three to four months to recover months. from it. Yeah. Months. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And so the Pro Bowl rule is if you are not participating, you don't even get to go. You don't get to go to Hawaii. You don't get to be on the sidelines. You don't get to enjoy any activities, even though you were selected. And I think it's rubbish. And because of the CBA, the Broncos can't even pay to send him out there. So there's also that. Now, there has been news since we talked about this that Von Miller actually stepped up and said, I offer to share my room with Philip Lindsay. That's just his room. So, I mean, yeah, that's just his room. Not just his room. Not just his room. No, he said he could sleep in the same bed with him if he wanted to. Oh, well, that <laughs> is incredibly kind. He no, still has to figure out his plane ticket. You can't send players to the Pro Bowl if they're not going to play in it. Do you know how many players would be like, well, I'm not going to play, but I'll I under- take the free trip to Hawaii. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I get that, but it's a huge moment for an undrafted free agent in his first year, and when we talked about this yesterday, you actually brought up the best idea. Well, yeah, I was going to say, because it's his first year, maybe you could create uh a rule that allows yeah. that allows first time people who would get voted in in their first time uh, that they could still go, but, even if they were hurt. Yeah, even if they were hurt. But I, you, you, everybody would say, "Well, I don't want to play then." And Philip Rivers is then just taking a trip to Hawaii for free for his <laughs> twelve kids or however <laughs> many. <he's got. laughs> well, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's different. If Philip Lindsay versus Philip Rivers is going, but yeah, I think there, I think there needs to be a rule that lets Philip Lindsay go because it's a huge honor. <laughs> I will say the worst. I, I'm actually freestyling this one because I had a different one. Okay, and I'm going to go with one that's like it's better. It was sticking with me actually for like a week or so, maybe beyond that, and it came up again. But my worst is the guy that I finally accepted was the best player maybe in the history of the NBA, and that's LeBron James. Because he still is. Like, he's still like a solid guy. But here he is once again with his new team saying, 
You know who we need? Anthony Davis. You know who else I need here? The other best player in the league right now to make this thing complete. Well, of course it works that way. Like if you're a great player and you only have five guys on the team, or like on the on the court at the time anyway, you're going to dominate if you have one of the best players in the history of the planet. But I feel like he always needs, he feel like he needs someone else to take him to that next level. Maybe just play like every other team in the NBA. And then it came out against like the other owners are coming at bay like, hey, that's tampering to start saying stuff like that. To be like, we want you to have this guy on my team. And I believe that's true. And his take on that was just my, my recruiting is part of my success. I heard that. <laughs> that was... You're not a recruiter, right? You're not a coach. Just a player. Get out and do it. And I get it. Like, that's part of your thing is you feel like you need to surround yourself because that's how you've done it at this point. But I feel like there's just a weakness to that. It drives me nuts. Like I can, like I have, I have a hard time explaining in my head LeBron James because I do think he's an amazing talent. And he's one of the best players in the planet, and he does all these like great things. But he also does like maddening things where I feel like he just doesn't know himself. Like I don't know LeBron James. Until I figure out the right adjective to uh, assign you, you're just the worst. Gregarious. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, and here's another, like, there's like a random thing, okay? He built that school, which is a, such a cool thing in Cleveland. He built this whole school where all these, like, kids can go and learn, and it's, like, this best thing, and they interview him about it, and he's wearing glasses. Why are you wearing glasses all of a sudden? Like, because you're talking about his school? Like, well, you have never seen you wear glasses in your life, but see, it's like, it's like this weird insecurity about the LeBron James that I can't, but for some reason shouldn't be there, but just always is. Do you know if he wears contacts? I was just going to ask that same question. <laughs> but if he wears contacts, why in the history of like ever seeing him? Because he's in the he's out there a lot, not just like on the court, but doing other things. How often have he's you seen? Glasses. How often have you seen me in glasses? Well, here we are. I know but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> other than today, when have you seen me in glasses? No, 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 no. It, I, I, I guarantee how this, how this went down is he's like, well, I am talking about a school. I should probably look like a teacher. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. But I'm just saying it doesn't mean he doesn't need them. All I'm saying is like there's this weird insecurity around LeBron James that it for me tarnishes his legacy. Because he's not, he's like the greatest individual player ever, but he needs other things. But in he needs the, props. In the NBA that we have now, you've got to have. Hey, this isn't more about than a, This isn't superstar. a discussion. This isn't a back and forth right now. This I'm is asking, telling I'm, my words. I'm asking you a question. Wait, wait no, this is in, not where this should go. This is not part of this segment. I'm just asking you a question. Once again. What? Oh, yeah, well, fine. Ask your question. Let's in, drag this thing out. In the NBA, like it is nowadays, <laughs> yeah. where everybody's got a super team. Why is it a bad thing that he wants to put a super team together? Because he that's what he needs. Like, he needs, he feels like he needs that. We were just talking about how the, the Denver Nuggets are doing so great without that. And as a matter of fact, I think it's awesome that, that he didn't consider coming to Denver. Because if he was in Denver right now, we're in the same spot, all we'd be thinking is like, well, it's obviously only because LeBron James is here that we're doing so <laughs> well. Probably true. And, but yeah, now we're not. not and so now we got this, this beautiful individual like team that doesn't have that. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm gonna, he's so angry. No. Here we are. We're like an hour and three minutes into it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because this is the recap one. It's supposed to be a little bit longer. Steve, if you didn't delete the first one, we right. wouldn't be doing this one. So is that it? That your worst? No. Should have been. I thought about it. <laughs> Should I make him the worst? I can <laughs> you know, well, I, I'll do the same worst that I did uh, yesterday that nobody heard except for us. That was uh, a good one. And include Steve in it as well. <laughs> Start treating people better this year. People, 
Like, don't tell them that you don't want to do the podcast, and then after you do all the work, delete it. <laughs> or don't be Matt Patricia and constantly show up 25 to 30 minutes late for your press conferences. So Matt Patricia, head coach for the Detroit Lions, not only routinely shows up late to his press conferences, which... Listen, uh, for press conferences, it is their job to cover you. So, yes, they can wait there as long as they need to wait there. That's all they have to do is, well, cover you. So it's a little bit of a, I don't know, dickish move. But, sure, you can make them wait as long as you want. But now Lions players are coming out and saying that he's late to team meetings. He's late to position meetings. And apparently, punctuality is not one of his strong suits. So, Matt Patricia is essentially saying that, like, not only is the press's time not important to me, not only is the team's time not important to me, but the fans' time isn't important to me, your time isn't important to me, Steve's sitting here saying that Beardo and Mai's time isn't important to him. (laughs) And so, all I gotta say is, don't be a dick. Treat people better in 2019. Listen, the other people have stuff to do. They want to get home to their families. They got to write the damn story. Show up on time for the goddamn press conference that you called it. Don't delete the podcast so I have to come back in and do another hour-long podcast the next day. No one had to do anything. Right? Just Everyone accepted that it wanted to. You know, you know I was uh, going to say that maybe based off of Dub's The Worst, we should bring back Support Each Other 2019, but the new hashtag is just Make Steve Save in 2019. <laughs> Don't go ahead and do that 2019. <laughs> as soon as I finish talking here, Don't be save an it ass the first thing Steve. I do. <laughs> And then I'll resave it after we clean it up. And that's it. That's the worst damn sports show, period. The last of 2018. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. We really mean that. Follow us at Worst Damn. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.